Timeless Master, Volume 1, Imagination and Reality. I was eight years old, perched on a tree in the yard of the house where we were vacationing. I was enjoying the carefreeness of the holiday, the dense foliage which protected me from the sun's rays also hid me from the eyes of the passers-by who appeared now and then on the road. So I was free to enjoy my hideout because the only person who knew about it was my mother and she did not bother me at all. She had finally resigned herself to the fact that it was useless to try and forbid me from climbing and the only thing that she did was come out into the yard from time to time just to see if I had obeyed her and hadn't climbed high into the fragile and dangerous branches. She would see where I was and then return to the house to continue her chores. At some point, when I was alone again, I glanced at the road and I saw an unknown man walking towards our house. Immediately, my imagination started running wild and my mind started creating an incredible story. I imagined that this man, who I thought of as an actor, sat down to rest in the shadow of my tree, looked up, saw me and started thinking. His thoughts, which I also created in my mind, were as follows. This child is performing a great feat, the way that she climbs trees. It is such an achievement that we must show it to the world. Get the child to play in a film. I shall go and ask her parents if they agree to my idea. Next, I imagine the actor knocking on the door of my house, my mother greeting him, listening to his proposal and at this point the daydream stopped. It was impossible for me to guess my mother's reaction to the stranger's words, whether she would find them inappropriate and send him away or if she would agree to discuss his proposal. In light of my inability to continue this pleasant game of my imagination, I thought of making changes to this plot which would bring the desired result, my mother's consent. I started the story all over again, paying special attention to the way the actor spoke so that his words were completely convincing. Unfortunately, the ending was the same again. It was impossible to predict my mother's reaction to the idea of her daughter becoming an actress, even if only for one time. At this point, I was forced to abandon the daydream I was having because lunchtime had arrived. Its abandonment, though, was temporary. During that summer, the daydream would return to my mind every so often. I would always try to find out what its ending would be. My efforts were futile. My thoughts never led to a clear final outcome. Eventually, the vacations were over. I returned to my duties at school and they absorbed all of my dreams. The years went by and I completely forgot about the experiences of that year. 
when I became a teenager and gained greater confidence in my abilities. The climbing was not restricted to the low, sturdy branches anymore. On the contrary, I would climb as high as I could to enjoy the swaying of the treetops in the wind. More years went by and I found myself abruptly grounded from the heights and the dreams when I had children of my own and began to observe everything that they did to protect them from their own reckless ideas. None of my three children showed any passion for tree climbing. They considered it just one more game among the many. The imaginary experience that I had had when I was eight years old would probably never have come back to me if the trivial event I'm about to describe had not occurred. My third grandson had also expressed the obsession to climb every tree he came across. His mother would never fail to tell him that his grandmother used to do the exact same thing. And to, to me, she would laughingly say that this was the heritage that I had bestowed upon him. One day, my daughter had come to visit me and as we were looking at some old photos, amongst them, there was a picture of me high up in that legendary tree of dreams. My daughter was very happy to see it and she immediately took it to show it to her son, who was also eight years old at the time. She wanted to show him with specific evidence that he and I, at exactly the same age, had exactly the same abilities and accomplishments. This simple event instantly broke every time barrier and I found myself in the past again, together with everything I had experienced then in my imagination. It was like I had returned to my childhood years and as I was feeling the same carefreeness again, along with the queries and the dreams of those days. But now I was experiencing the dream of the past through an additional dimension, that of the time which had elapsed and had offered me more experiences and knowledge. So, even though I was reliving these same moments, I was at the same time a calm observer of them, a researcher looking for a deeper meaning in them, an unknown hidden truth. In the process of my seeking, various ideas came to my mind, some of which I smiled at with indulgence, whilst others troubled me and made me study them deeper and more essentially. The first thought I had, that my imagination showed I was a whimsical child, I immediately rejected. My many years working as a kindergarten teacher had proven to me that all children imagine many things and experience their dreams intensely. As a matter of fact, there are much stranger and unrealistic daydreams than mine, which only made me want to become an actress. Many children have become actors because someone discovered an aptitude of theirs for music, dancing, mimicking. But no child has ever become a giant or an invisible creature, and neither has one materialised an intangible being, like many children visualise happening. Whatever the imagination of a child creates, 
It does not stop being a natural trait of their age, which helps them grow. This is also one of their games, thanks to which they get to know both themselves and the world better. After the thoughts I had about children's imagination, the respective function of adults naturally came to my mind. I had determined both through my personal experiences and from discussions with other people that daydreaming is an undeniable fact. We all imagine various things from time to time, some pleasant, others unpleasant, causing the respective emotional situations. The reasons why people surrender themselves to the power of imagination differ from person to person, but also within the same person depending on the circumstances. Sometimes this is nothing more than an escape from reality, when someone does not have the courage to face it. In other cases, the visualisation is used as a preparation for something that the person wants to realise in some sector of their life, family, professional or social. Even so, the visualisation is not always made complete use of. In some cases, it is limited only to thoughts which are never acted upon, and other times it activates and strengthens the visionary so intensely that they do not rest until they actualise it. There are so many people and so many moments when they are each imagining something that even if we limited ourselves to classifying the kinds of imagination in only some general categories, we would still encounter great difficulty. The ideas, images and symbols projected in every daydream are so many that their interpretation and desymbolization could be the work of an entire lifetime. But beyond all of this, the fact that imagination is a common human characteristic proves to us that it hides a certain reality. And this reality cannot be anything else than our knowledge of our common nature, with its great opposing expressions. Conscious or unconscious, the knowledge of ourself exists within all of us, regardless of age, gender, education and way of life. It is this knowledge which in various ways, one of which is imagination, constantly teaches us who we are and what we are called upon to actualise. Taking my own childish daydreaming when I was up on that tree as an example, I can say which lessons I learned that day, not because I was then in a position to understand them, but because these pre-existed inside me as sperms of knowledge, just as they exist in every human being. As soon as I started thinking, the thing which first came to mind was that the actor had acknowledged that climbing a tree was a huge accomplishment. In addition to my personal need to draw the admiration of others, climbing, which I thought to be remarkable, is connected to something much more essential. This something is the manifested or unmanifested inclination of the human soul 
to seek ascension and to want to steadily climb up the ladder of spiritual evolution. It is the human being's great desire to unite with broader dimensions of the consciousness of their self and be redeemed from everything that limits and torments them. The second interesting element of my daydream was that I also wanted to become an actress, following the example of another already acclaimed actor. This profession is based on the ability of human beings to impersonate various roles without identifying with them and losing themselves. This is what every human being wants deep down. This is what I unconsciously, seeking as a child to play a role in my life without suffering and without reacting to it and abandoning it incomplete. Knowing always on an unconscious level that I had not acquired this function, I wanted to find someone more experienced than me to teach me and show me how to master it. The end of the road would be to play in a film which would attract the world's admiration. Hidden here again is something much deeper along with the undeniable need for recognition. And this is the other need, the more essential need, which drives whoever is ascending the stairs of evolution to want to convey to others as well the knowledge that is being revealed itself to them, which is the knowledge of the existence of the divine nature. At this point of my daydream, an unforeseen obstacle presented itself. My inability to understand if my mother would accept the actor's proposal. Every woman, even if she knows or expresses it very little, hides within her great wisdom and love. She is the symbol of the divine motherhood that embraces all her children with endless love, takes care of their nurture and protects them from the dangers to which they may expose themselves because of ignorance. The fact that I was not given my mother's consent to show the world my abilities shows that unconsciously I was asking for her protection. The true width and breadth of the divine wisdom and love. And with her silence, it was like she was saying to me, you think that you can become an actress and play in a film, but it is not enough to think that you can do something. You must prove your strength in action because if these have not yet developed, then you will be in danger of succumbing to a new and greater weaknesses. Protection, therefore, from thoughtless actions, but also urging for further evolution. These are what my mother's silence symbolized in that game of the child's imagination. This short analysis shows how many unknown elements are hidden in imagination. And, of course, these elements may be much more substantial and astounding from those that existed within my childhood experience. I only cited this as an example for the hidden knowledge that can be revealed to the one who seeks the truth within the imaginary, or even the surreal. 
Everything that comes unexpectedly to our mind as thoughts, images, ideas, are the unknown to us pieces of knowledge, which emerge from the depths of our being so that we can see them and become conscious of them. If, for example, someone envisions themselves fighting and defeating their enemies as a fearless warrior, they are, in reality, striving to believe in their hidden strengths with this vision. And if someone else imagines that a beast is charging at them to devour them, what are we seeing deep down may be a bestial part of their own self, which they are bringing before them to see it and to decide to love it and tame it. Many of the symbols, many are the meanings, many are the opportunities given to us to find the truth within them. First to discover it, then to acknowledge it, and finally, after it has been validated for us as the authentic truth, to begin to actualize it. Then, what is considered a dream or a fantasy will become a part of reality, as part of our self and of the life around us, offering us new possibilities for understanding our human nature.